So I've been a smoker for 35 years. And a little over a month ago, I was able to quit. And I know that seems like a really short time to most people and, and to me too because I've quit dozens of times in my life. But this one's different. And it's different in a way that's kind of hard to to explain. When you first quit smoking, you're like always reaching for one and there's this oral fixation. And then there's this, you get stressed out and you want to reach for one. That hadn't happened. And I've been in plenty of positions, actually a really stressful part time of work in the last month has been there. And I haven't reached back. And I won't. And I'm convinced that I'm done. But I, I did it with an uh, a, uh, untraditional method and something that's just now getting a lot of research done on it. But what I want to talk about is when I posted this on my Facebook page, I had someone come back and say, well, that seems extreme. And I go, well, it's not really extreme. This is, this we're showing a lot of, um, a lot of promise. And he goes, well, I'm kind of a mind over matter guy myself. And I could take that as like, <laughs> who the f are you to tell me mind over matter? I made it as an undersized football player, 5A football in Texas. I made it as an airborne ranger. I started four businesses. I know what mind over matter is. What I need help with as I've gotten older, and I realize this is a hard thing to accept, was I need tools. I need things to help me mentally. I don't know if it's because I'm worn down. I don't know if it's because just as you get older, you need more things, but I need these tools. Well, to, nicotine or tobacco is, is indicated as one of the, like the most difficult substances to quit, like more so than heroin and cocaine and some of these like incredibly damaging and heinous drugs. And rather than congratulate you on your success of being uh, a non-smoker for a month, this guy calls you out for needing a, a tool to help you do that. I don't think it, it was that, evil or that like zinger towards me this is a good guy i think it was just not an understanding it you know and i was kind of that way about pills i mean the whole reason i started birding was going to a doctor looking for a pill and he said you don't need a pill you need a hobby so i get that about not needing psych pills but there's all kinds of tools out there in this world to help us get over things and yes there's a place of mind over matter has helped me accomplish a lot of things that other people can't accomplish but is, isn't everything like mind over matter like don't the tools help you get your mind right so that you can accomplish whatever you're going to do it's not like it's not like somebody came in and physically sewed your lips shut so you couldn't put a cigarette in your mouth you're right that's a that's a really good point i think actually what i done is i don't know if you guys know that stephen king movie where uh, cat's eye or something where he makes, he's going to quit smoking and then he smokes. So they put his wife in this little shock room and the shocker, you know, and he has to sit there and watch. And that's like the first phase <laughs> to make him quit smoking. Um, I think there are, there's some really drastic things. There's maybe that's considered a tool. Yeah. I um, wouldn't mention that on the podcast if that's what you did. <laughs> what I did is a tool, hypnosis, a tool, patches, uh, well, all these different things are different tools. None of those work for me until this last one. My response to him too is like, well, you wouldn't say mind over matter if it was to fix a broken leg. Yeah, you can't mentally set a bone. You... And I don't think some of the things that happen mentally with people right now can be fixed just mind over matter. I mean, I don't think you've seen The Joker yet, right? I haven't seen it yet. Heard great things. It is great. It is great in a way that it shows mental illness. It, it shows it in a really raw form that you know people are going through. It's not all... 
it's not all Hollywood. Where he goes to in it is what makes the movie. But what makes the movie is this rawness of this mental issue and these mental problems that some people have. And I saw a lot of this in rehab. You know, I, I saw some really people who've gone through some terrible abuse. People have gone through some terrible trauma. Just to say mind over manner, I think we should have a better, be more understanding for mental issues. I can see in your face this is kind of hitting a nerve. This is something you're pretty passionate about. It does because I'm lucky enough not to have teetered to that where the Joker was. I mean, that's, I think anybody at some point of what they were talking about in the Joker could identify it a little bit. For me, it was the bullying part. I was bullied. I get that. But overall, the, mo the movie to me, because of where I went with drugs, I could have gone to this other side. Really, really easy. And I didn't. And I'm lucky because I didn't. So when somebody says mind over matter to me, who maybe that does apply to more than somebody else who he doesn't know me well enough to know how bad it is mentally for me. I just think that we need to understand mental problems a little bit more and be a lot better as a country with people with mental problems and having them live in tents around this country in these big cities like we do right now. People are only going to ever see things from their perspective, right? I'm only going to ever experience the world from looking out from my own two eyes. So I can imagine that if something worked for me or if a situation happened to me, I'm going to assume that it's going to work for everybody else. But we can't account for, like you said, the trauma, the uh, injury, the, the uh, issues that people have faced that have built up. Like what if you know, the dude that made that comment had been in your shoes your whole life and had your cumulative life experience and put him there. He, you know, he's only going to see things from looking out. I bring this up mostly to talk about how other people look at mental issues and what, what can we, you know, I travel around a lot and I go to these big cities a lot and there's freaking tent cities set up all around in Los Angeles in Seattle and Portland and San Diego and Denver in Austin, all those cities, it's pretty dramatic. If you haven't, if you've been to those cities maybe five years ago and you went back now, it would trip you out. And you say, well, who's living there? And a lot of people say, well, people are living there. Don't really want to work or do this. I've heard people have these conversations. I'm like, F you, that's not true. These people are there because they got strung out on drugs. They're depressed because the world's hard to make it in. And they just gave up a little bit. Now they're on the street and they're strung out and that's where all the drugs are and it's a big mess it's a trap right when you get in it you can't fight your way out of that it's a, loop it's a, it's a trap and we look like a really ugly country by allowing it to happen you know i mean if the numbers aren't even that big i mean i saw something the other day there's like fifty thousand homeless people in los angeles i mean that's not a gigantic number i've got a concert with fifty thousand people in it right a country this big we can't we can't help that and I think they have like half the homeless people live there. There's like a hundred thousand. Let's say there's a quarter million homeless people. We can't help that. Really? We can't do that. We can go to wars and drop bombs on their country, but we can't help that. It, it's wrong. And something needs to be done about it. This conversation about me quitting smoking and then to have someone kind of question the mind over matter and realize, okay, that's for me, but these other people who need help. If we just, if people are saying that in general, if there's a lot of people who say that, oh, mind over matter, they just get themselves on their feet, get themselves together and go get a house. It's not like that. It's not like that from where I found myself. I didn't go all the way over, but I got damn close. I got to the edge. I looked over, looked over really good. I was just lucky enough to not fall over.
I think mind over matter is going to work if it's something that it works for, right? Like uh, I had a good buddy of mine that I used to work out with that had a, an incredible ability to shut off pain. You could not physically stop him. He could he could break his own arm off and keep going, right? But what do you do if if your mind is the problem? Like mind over matter is one thing if it's over matter, but mind over mind doesn't make sense, <laughs> sure. right? I see a, um, a funny little uh, crystal wand in front of you that I presume was some sort of uh, little flute or, or vape pen or something, but can you tell me about what you got going on over there? Yeah, I brought this in last time. We did a, a podcast, and I'm kind of keeping it here, John's house, um, a little crystal thing with a bunch of little crystals in it, and one at the top, a little wand. Looks like Freddie the Flute from um, HR Puff and stuff. It sure does. Um but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm big into crystals. I and I always carry them on me, and I give them out a lot. Uh, when I hold them and have conversations, they usually are deeper conversations. I don't know if we already talked about this, but every morning, my tools for my mental health are kind of things I've learned from other people. Like I make my bed every morning. That's the first thing I do. I say a daily affirmation every morning. What's involved in your daily affirmation without being too? Uh, I'll, I'll say it right here. I'm a. I'm a loving and respectful man who inspires and motivates those around him. For those that try to bring me down, I shower them with love and respect and inspire them and motivate them to be better. That's that awesome. Yeah. I've said that every morning since I was in rehab and I learned to do a daily affirmation. And then I do two 10 reps, 10 squat reps just to kind of get my blood going a get little your bit. Blood going. And then I pray. And when I pray, I sage. So also, I don't know if you know what sage, you burn the sage and you kind of, I'm like release these negative energy for me and then bring in positive stuff to me as I do it. And I light a candle and then I hold two crystals and I pray out loud to God. So let me, let me stop you there. There's a, um, a meditation practice that we're part of and it, there's an implement called a Vajra and the Vajra represents unreducible truth, right? Like if you um, could get down to the real essence of something sort of what the universe is made up of. And that's a, a physical tool to remind us or to connect us with that sort of vibration. A lot of what it sounds like with these crystals, there's a Goma ceremony where, um, you, you burn incense in a way that represents a mandala that again, sort of protects you from negativity, reminds you to not be negative in this in positive light out in the world. There's all kinds of power mantras that you learn through this practice so that you can, um, get your, get your mind right so you're not ha you don't have these repetitive discursive thoughts going on there's a lot of reasons to be scared of alternative practices and that may be what it's about i have a, a little bit of a mind over matter story i went to a uh, wilderness survival course out in utah about 10 years ago it was called boss or the boulder outdoor survival school and we did one of their week-long field courses and it, it's um it was marketed as a survival course but really what it was was a gut check we we got dropped off out of this van you know four hours outside of this little town in utah in zion national park and uh, they just said all right start walking and you had we had at that point i had a knife i had a bigger knife than everybody else so my name was rambo on that trip so we, we start walking and they, uh, it, it gets to be dark and they tell us just to lay down and, and they, then the guides leave. So everybody's sort of looking at each other and we, we just lay down. And I remember laying down next to this little pine tree 
And we shiver through the night and get up the next morning. They're like, all right, let's start walking again. And we just walk and they don't tell us anything. They don't teach us anything. And this goes on ultimately for a week. A few days into it, I decided to start asking questions like, hey, can I eat that? Hey, can I eat that? Because it's been like two days we haven't eaten anything. And the most common answer was like, well, it won't kill you. So we're going along, going along. And about two days into this, you know, you're physically beat down. You're not replenishing calories. You're walking more than you've ever walked. It's hot. It's hot in the day, cold at night. And, um, and you get tired, but we just kept going after we get tired. And there was this point where, you know, you decide like, okay, I'm done, but the walking's not done. The hiking's not done. So you just got to keep going. So you keep going well past where I would have decided to stop. And I learned at that point that me being done, me being physically exhausted is sort of the beginning of what I've got left. You know, I've got six, seven hours worth of that. And, you know, in our last podcast, we talked about the uh, hike my wife and I went on. It was the same thing. Five hours into it, I was, I was done. I was, it was, I was over it. But we still had five more hours to hike each day. So we just did it. And, and it was always just one more step. Just take one more step and just keep going. So we are mentally tougher than we think we are. You know, if, if, if we always stop when we want to stop, I don't know that we'll push ourselves. But it takes something special or something extreme to pull that out of you that I like those uh long hikes and that sort of thing to to test myself with it but I can't pull that out of me on a regular basis so are you saying you're a mind over matter kind of guy too well I think if you don't mind it don't matter <laughs> right but the problem is is you mind sometimes right like it, sometimes things suck and you got to keep pushing you got to keep going we're moving um we're looking at a piece of property and we're getting a house ready to sell while we're living in the house that we're in and it's uncomfortable and it's difficult and you, you got to leave your house a big period of time and where we're looking at moving is inconveniently far from where we live. So it's taking up big chunks of day. We're on the road and my three-year-old's not loving it. You know, all his toys are packed up. So his room looks like it's really spacious. So the prospective buyers come in and see it and it's got a lot of room and it's, it's hard for me to tell him oh, it's going to be worth it. Just, you know, just wait till, uh, you know, in a few weeks when we're in this new house and you have all your toys back and he doesn't get it, you know, his, his mind can't perceive the benefit of wading through the discomfort and we get like that, right? Like I, I imagine that's you know, how all my employees are right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're making these big changes and it's scary and hours are cut. The sales are less, but the profits up and it's going to work and they can't see it. I mean, I see it. It's right there. Just like your kid, yeah, I get that. Mind over matter. I know what it means. Mind over matter. So I've been lucky enough to make a living off mind over matter, but I, I want to, I want to finish this part by saying, there's points in my life where my mind hasn't been right, and I've needed some tools, and the my my mind as it is or was was not enough to get over it. It was not enough. And there's a lot of people out there in this world that are worse off than me that it's not enough. So let's just not assume that everybody can just do mind over matter. I'm a bird watcher. I'm a bird watcher. Watch birds go by. Fly, fly, fly. I'm a bird watcher. I'm a bird watcher. There goes one now. All right, so this last week I went down to the Outer Banks and they have this thing out here uh, called Wings Over Water. It's like a week kind of birding thing. People come around, a couple hundred people. And I didn't find out about it so late for some reason, but I, 
I got on, I signed up, and there were these, um, they did two days where they do a big day. And a big day is where you count as many birds as you can in a day. So I signed up for two of them in a row. I'm like, oh, I'll just go out there and do two, and I'll see some new birds. So I'll be with some other people, because you do it as a group. So first day I went out there, we met at 5.30 in the morning, and there was we're in two different cars with the guides in the car and then three other people in each car. So what, there's eight of us. We're going around. And it was beautiful in the morning. We're doing it. And there, there's a lot of birds of migration. Then, so there's a lot of birds that you can see this time of year. And so we traveled. We went all around. And about four hours into it, I started getting some work. Some work calls. I'm like, eh, leave me alone. So anyways, I go back in these conversations. And I miss a couple of the walks that they're doing. I'm having to stay in my car. So we do it. We finish up at 8.30 at night. So it's 5.30 to 8.30. So that's a long freaking day of going out birding. And we're all over the Outer Banks and Alligator River. And at the end, when we're tallying up, we've seen 135 different species, which is great. It's like the record for the big day in that group, this wings over water thing. I think it was 128 before. So we saw a lot of birds, saw or heard. And out of those birds, there were... 12 new ones on the list that I hadn't seen before. But two of those birds I didn't see because I wasn't paying attention with the group when they saw those. So I had to kind of take them off my list. So today's bird of the day is a bird that I actually didn't get because I was handling work when I should have been blowing off work and doing my big day. And it's a snipe. And I didn't even know there really were snipes. Probably thought snipes was a big joke before, but there's several different types. I can't remember the type this one was. But it's, this snipe got away. So this snipe is like the, what would you say? What, what, how do we consider that as a kid? The go snipe hunting? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like these guys are pulling one over on your brother. When I was in Boy Scouts, they were <laughs> convincing me that there was a snipe in the woods and I couldn't find it. I think you just got the adult version of snipe <laughs> hunting pulled on you. No, actually, there actually there is snipes. I, I thought I that know. I heard the bird club just got a little bit cooler. <laughs> I didn't know bird watching was going to send you snipe hunt. Did they make you find a left-handed smoke deflector? Did I get bullied by a bunch of geeks? I think you got bullied by the bird club, dude. <laughs> no, I didn't. There are snipes. Okay. <laughs> and when I was in the Boy Scouts, we um we had to go snipe hunting on one of our camperies. And I ran into a uh, barbed wire fence in the dark in the woods. So, like, I have sort of a sour taste in my mouth with snipes so if you want me to like talk to these bird people on your behalf I'm, i don't i don't take kind of bullying man i don't like it if you're feeling down and out here's a inspiration today's uh inspiration comes from andrew murphy you are confined only by the walls that you build yourself that's the end of the quote, but my thoughts related to this are self-imposed labels are stupid. If you decide that, you know, you're a mind over matter guy, what happens when you run into something that you can't power through and you got to find some tools to help you get through something? What happens if you decide that because you needed those tools, you're weak and when it's time for you to be a mind over matter guy, you can't rustle it up? Don't decide you're this type of person or that type of person. You can be, we can be, we can all be whatever we want to be, whatever we need to be, whatever we decide to be. And that's what mind over matter is. It's not that we can't use something to help us get over it. We need tools. That's what separates us from the more primitive species on the planet is that we're smart enough to make tools to help us do it. But we have to remember that we have unlimited potential.
Yeah, I don't know which snipe it was. There's three snipes. Uh, yeah, there's three different kinds. Um,